Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a really special guest, casting director, Michael Testa. Michael has been casting uh, in LA for years. He has so many credits under his belt, like the original Roswell, shows on ABC Family before it was Freeform, and dozens of feature films with huge stars like Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell. He has seen the industry change over the years, and I am excited to hear his take on the recent changes, also about getting to know him and sharing his stories with you. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi. I'm really happy you're here. You know, Thank I've you. never, we've I've never been. really had a conversation before. Well, so I'm not. excited. In all the years we were doing this, we've never sort of really crossed paths or sort of talked. Yeah, it's incredible. So yes. I'm so happy you're here because I really do this as a give back and I want actors to, and artists and all, all, all aspects of the industry to have that connection, to get to know you, to get to know everybody. So when they get to, when they come in the office for you or they have a Zoom meeting with you, they'll already feel like there's been another connection, so. Yeah, it's, I think that's super important too. I think it's, especially now during all this craziness of the past six, seven months, I think connection is sort of the key to everything. I think we crave it. We crave it more. We crave it more than ever. And I think when it comes back and people connect again in a room, it's going to be such a grateful. If that happens, Cher. If that happens. Oh, I mean, a year, but it will happen. In terms of in terms of auditions in a room. Yeah, you don't think so ever? I, I think it's going to be so super limited now. Well, for a while, but you don't think it's going to go back? I don't think I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was. No. What do you think? What do you see it as? Uh, I, I definitely see it as a lot of more self-tapes. I think if anybody goes into the room, it's going to be sort of the final stages of something where people then can get to sort of meet the personality. Um, you know, I've been saying this for a while. I've been, I've been independent my whole career as a casting director, but the past five years, I actually have never had an office space. I've just rented it out. And I've cast everything I've cast from my home. And I'm talking about movies that shot... Like one year I did seven movies outside of LA that shot in two in Boston, two in Atlanta, one in Nashville. And I'm talking one-liners up to, to main leads, all cast from here in West Hollywood. From your home? From my, from my couch. I was watching oh, Judy one second and then I was casting in the other second. So. But wait, so you, <laughs> so you were, so you never had in person. It was always off tape. It's been it's off tape. Off so then this hasn't that been that big of a deal for you? This, re I, no, um, it, it really hasn't. Um, I, I've, the project I've worked on, I've sort of almost prepped the producers and directors saying that, y you know, I mean, I think it really, it, it, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I see the, the, down, the downfalls of it, not seeing a person, not feeling that energy in a room. However, you do kind of get what you get on the screen then too, and you get to see that really. But does it does it make you question? You know, when when an actor comes in the room, you get a sense of their personality. You get a sense of how they take an adjustment. You get a sense if they bobble because on a tape you can do it twenty five times to get it right. So that trust factor, I think. I kind of get a. I mean, listen, I'm doing this a long time, and I kind of get a sense even from even from a self tape whether or not that person sort of how confident they are, how they feel about it, how they feel about the material. Mm. Um, if something else is going on, I can get a sense. And I got to be honest, in some of the films that I put together, even the one-liners are some of the best things, some of the best cast I've ever put together, some of the most seamless casts. And, and, so even, and even like when I wasn't in, um, it was Nashville or something, we had some country music star who just bagged out the day they were supposed to be shooting. And I literally got another 
country music star there in an hour because the way technology happens, it just happened. How, but how did that happen? I just start, you know, calling all the contacts and all the contacts and like, you know, get them down there in an hour and just give me the address where they need to be. I'll get somebody down there. It's crazy. So yeah. let me ask you, so since you've been doing on tape for so many years, is it just cast off tape? Do you then have a in-person meeting? Well, I, I, for as much as I love casting, I sort of don't like to work so hard. So <laughs> I try to, I try to keep the casting on tape down to a minimum. And I make sure that my director is also depends on your director and how confident they are in their abilities and whether or not they can see something and someone they can walk, work with off the tape. Right. Um, for the most part, it's just off the tape. I'm not even callbacks on the tape. Not even callbacks. Not even callbacks. That's incredible. That's easy. That's easy. It's easy, but it's, but you have to be very then discerning. I mean, you really have to sort of discerning and you have to put a lot of people on tape. You have to, there's a lot of things you have to do in order to sort of, it's not, it's a lot of work, but it also ends the complication. I've always had all this stuff too, about lots of, lots of callbacks, people calling back. And it's like, guys, it's, 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 you're not, you're not reinventing the wheel. These are actors. You've seen what they've done. You're capable of doing it. They, you know, you've, if you love them for some reason, the first couple of times, you know, you're going to love them. You're going to love them again. I think you're trying, you're looking for something not to like sometimes when you do a series of callbacks and that's, and that I don't, I don't think that's productive at all. But I think this is more for independent films. Cause don't you think in television, you have to have callbacks to. Oh, well you do, but you have callbacks mainly to satisfy all the other chefs in the, in the kitchen from the there's a lot. And there's a lot. Um, although there are, there are shows and there were times where, you know, I've, I remember it's sort of at the end of Roswell, it was like my executive producer who was fantastic. He just did not like casting in terms of just physically being there. And mm. he had, you know, he didn't like to meet that many people all at once. It was kind of a you know, weird, weird, some social anxiety. And he was just like, yeah, do you like them? And he said, right, well, let's just go hire them. Like that was sort of at the end of the day, you know, I think that's that. actually a great attitude to have because it, it was fantastic. Case. It was so easy, and you know, we got great actors. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's a lot of trust. I mean, I, you know, it, it, I at some point over the all the years I've been doing it, somewhere somehow the trust of actors and people's instincts sort of wanes. So now everybody has to weigh in with an opinion, mm. um, and it's so a little frustrating. Yeah, of course. I was blessed um, to do a TV show called Cold Case for four years, where the, the the crux of that show was the casting, and we had a lot of matching, and it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot of work. Right. And, and God bless the network, CBS, and the and the production company Warner Brothers and and Bruckheimer. They kind of let us alone. Wow. And. and um, we of course you have to sort of send everybody up for approval you know to make sure everybody's okay with it but i think i hired close to you know 2500 actors in those four years that we did it and i think i only got two people spit back saying no no we don't we can't hire them and it was never any at all about performance it was always about matching somebody said no somebody is suing the the studio and we didn't know that we so we can't hire them yeah some weird something weird like that you know so, so I was never used to this whole approval process for a long time. So when I stopped doing that show and I went into a, a various other projects, I was like, why do, why do you need to weigh in? Like, I was, I was kind <laughs> it of was shocking. Well, about do you it. Think, 
What do you think that trust factor was with Cole Case that they allowed that the network didn't get so involved? Why did they trust because you? Because the casting was so difficult. We had a match. We had to find two actors to play the same character at different ages. Oh. The, the, the particulars of casting that show, mm -hmm. it was a major problem and they didn't want to get in the way because it was it was already difficult. They were they didn't want to make it more difficult mm. because well, then we never, never we never get that cast. We never get that show cast. If everybody you know, so we would you know our me and our producers and I had a great leadway in terms of who we hired and why we hired. I mean, you know, uh, and really never any sort of if there was a major major character that recurred, they would weigh in a little bit more, but. Mm -hmm never to the point like, yeah, you can't hire that person. Well, you've been really lucky. Why casting? Why did you go into casting? Uh, no, never wanted to be an actor. God bless you. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I could never do it. I just kind of fell into it. I just, I wanted to be in the industry. I um, started writing and I'm actually back at writing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, a writer as well as a casting director now. So, uh, oh. and careers are going both well, knock on wood. Um, well, wait a second. What are you writing? Are you writing film or television? What do you, what do you? I've written, um, of the four things I've sold, one was, three were movies. Wait a minute, hold on. I gotta think about this for a second. Three were movies. No, actually, yeah, three, two were independent films and two were TV movies. Uh, Hallmark. Let me ask you, were you the casting director for these? Uh, for two of them. Hallmark has their own in-house casting director. They were, they were Hallmark projects themselves. They weren't bought, bought, bought by Hallmark. They were commissioned by Hallmark. So they have their own internal cast. Well, this is interesting. Perry, and she's very good at what she does. So this is interesting to me because can you let the people listening, the actors and writers, sure. how do you sell something to like a Hallmark? Now I am the wrong person to ask that. I mean, I really am. I, 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 I've, I, don't, I don't have an agent. I've never looked for an agent. I've sold four projects sort of on my own, which has been very, very lucky uh, to sell to a Hallmark. The first one was uh, my uh, writing partner at the time, uh, still is actually, um, but he knew a producer who produced the Hallmark. Um, and this is actually a pretty incredible story for all you struggling writers, it can't happen. Um, <laughs> no, and, and this is, and, 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 and so he just, he, he just asked, we, we just asked if we could send him some ideas for uh, some movies. He says, yeah, great, just whatever you, whatever you want. So we sent him on, I'll never forget, it was like a Thursday, we sent him like six ideas. He called up on Friday. He says, well, you know, I don't know this one, I don't know, but I really like this one. So I'm going to go just present it to Hallmark on Monday because I've got a whole bunch of ideas I'm pitching over to them. He pitched them on Monday. On Tuesday, he calls me up and says, they're going to buy it. It's like, it's just an idea. There's no script. There's no outline. It's just an idea because they, they need content really badly. They spark to this idea a lot. Um, Amazing. And, by, and by the following Tuesday, I'd signed the deal to write the script up just literally a four, li four line idea. Oh, a four line idea? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a paragraph. It was two paragraphs, maybe. So maybe it was eight lines. That's um, unbelievable. Wait. So how important are connections? Because if your writing partner didn't know this person, you'd be invisible. Yeah, uh, yeah listen, connections, and, uh, connections are even more important in writing than they are now. Um, I found that out pretty quickly, um, yes. but it's, but it's also too, you know, it's connections. It's, I hate the word networking, but it's, it's networking. And I, and I'm speaking as both uh, for writers and for 
and for actors. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it that. It's just it's just expanding the the base of people you know. Well, and there's nothing wrong with people positive. you know and what you do. Like, I, I, listen, I'm a shameless plug for myself. If I meet somebody there, I'm like, somebody's like, oh, I'm doing a movie. I'm like, well, who's casting it? Yeah, you know, I guess right up. And not in you know obnoxious way, just sort of in a fun way. And I'm like, you know, they, sometimes people go, I, you know, what? I don't know. And other people, oh, I use, you know, I don't know, I use uh, name a casting director, De- Debequilla. I'm like, oh, great, that's great. And then then it's up, but it's, you know, just, you, you don't ask, you don't, you don't get, you don't receive, you don't put it out there, you don't receive. One thousand percent. If you don't ask, it's always a no. If you do ask, it's a possible yes. You know, I always tell actors too, no one's going to come knocking on your door to be in a movie. They're just, they're just not. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. unless your neighbor is help, happens to be a big film director. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I, I, I don't like, to, I, sometimes I'm really bad about socializing and getting out there. And an old boss invited me to dinner. I declined. Um, and then the day of, I was like, you know what? I'm really not doing anything. I should just go out. You know, what am I doing? So I, if I said, asked if the invitation still open. He said, yes. I went there. I, I um, started talking to um, a woman and um, we were talking and we were getting along. We we're talking about everything, but, you know, sort of the business. And all of a sudden she says, well, what do you do? I said, I'm a casting director. She says, oh, great. Like, who are your two favorite independent film actors? And at that time it was, I said, Sam Rockwell and Kate Beckinsale. Oh. And she was like, oh. Oh my God, I love them. She goes, she goes ah, I love you. I want, I want you to cast my movie. And I said to her, yeah, you got a movie? I said, the guy who bags the groceries at Ralph's, he's got a movie too. <laughs> she says, you don't believe me? I says, no, I won't believe you until I have a check and a script. <laughs> the next day, she delivered me a check and a script. Unbelievable. And it's been a long-standing relationship I've had for three years. And I mean, three years for um, over 13 years, like close to 20 years. Wow. Um, and... I've cast all her movies and I mean, just literally on a business sense, you know, I cut myself out of a, if I didn't go and I didn't put myself out there, I cut myself out of a big chunk of money, even just on a, on a very. And doing you know, what you love and doing been, what you right, love. Right, right. But I, and, I, and I gained a friend, I gained connections and, you know, so you have to really put yourself out there. You really, really do. And I, and I feel like you put yourself out there because you love what you do and you believe in yourself. And if you have, if you're an artist, you have a story to tell and, you know, whether you're hired to tell that story or just connecting and meeting, you know, like you or somebody, you're telling a story and it's so fun. And, 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 and you want to be around other creative people when you're yes. somebody who's creative, you know, I never, I never look at a meeting or don't look at an audition as sort of a, you know, a way to get the job. Look at it as a, an audition as a way to meet new people. Yeah. And to do your storytelling. And your to storytelling. Your- meet new people. Okay, I met that person. You know, some yeah. people you're going to get along with, some people you're not. It's the way of the world. 100%. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Just that yeah. there's something that triggers in you and it just get. that's the thing. What yeah. is it about you when you are watching a tape? Because okay. everybody has different opinions. Do you like a lot of um, behavioral life? Do you like to just be really close in like oh, this? No. And okay. just talk? Do you like to live the life of the character? I like to live where? the life. I like, I'm a big body moving person. I like people yes. their voice. I love, I love movement. I love, I think, you know, every part of your being from head to toe should be and enmeshed, immersed in that character. Um, I like to see if they make sort of you know, the way the character sits, how they change, all that stuff I think is super important. So um, I'm so glad because let me just interject. 
there are people that come to my studio who have been at other studios and they say, don't move. And I just wow. want to scream because if you don't move, you don't live the life of that character. There's not a chance you're storytelling. Not a well, chance. Look, I tell you, I, I tell you a, a funny story how that sometimes, you know, can shoot you in the foot when you don't do that. I, I had, um, I was doing Cold Case and we, you know, had an actor who was playing sort of a, a guest lead and, as a high schooler, he was a track and field star. And then in one of the scenes just took place at his track meets and his parents were arguing or whatever. I don't see but yeah. You know. And and he's actually pretty famous right now. He's done a lot of stuff. And are we gonna say his name or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go ahead. But the producers calls up call me up and says, he can't run. I'm like, what? They're like, he can't run. <laughs> like, what do you mean he can't run? Everybody can run. He goes, well, apparently not because he really can't run well. He just, he looks really awkward, you know? And, you know, I said, well, I didn't, I didn't plan on doing a running test. I just assumed everybody ran, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, you know, we, and we didn't get a sense of his movement in, in the audition itself. And so it was, you know, and then you're walking. I was like, yeah, he actually kind of walks a little awkward too, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but did he get and, the part? Well, this is after he was hired. This is when he was, they oh. were filming. Oh, I see. And so we like, I was like, well, you're going to have to shoot him from the neck up as he's running because, <laughs> you know, and they did. That's how they had to do it. That's so funny. So obviously in the audition, he wasn't running. So no, no right, right. But even in the audition, it was very, it was a very stationary audition. So we didn't get a sense of his body movement or anything. Interesting. No, so. so you're a big believer like I am, a behavioral yeah. life, environmental life, mm -hmm. emotional life, and don't do it to please the person watching. No, 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 no. That's, that's the wrong way to do it. I always say the most important thing in any audition is not how I feel or how the director feels. It is the most important thing is the material you have on the, in your hands and bringing that to life. And how that, do you feel about actors? Job. Go ahead, I'm sorry, what? That's an actor's job. It is an actor's job. Yeah. But there are, can you see it in tapes when actors are trying to do it for the oh, way that you totally, think? Totally, totally, totally. It, it, it's, yeah, that, that comes through that comes through. So I definitely can see that. And I don't particularly like it. I feel like you're giving me the, I mean, listen, the old adage is true. A lot of people don't think it's true, but you know, I'm actually looking at most, and I think most good cast directors are looking to see what you bring to the table as well. Because don't forget, I'm looking for you to be that character. I'm not looking for you to, to act that character. I'm looking for you to be that character. You have to live with that character. So I want to see what you bring to the table as well. Because you may open up my eyes about something I never realized. Exactly. Now let me ask you this question. When actors walk in, Okay, or they put themselves on tape and you ask for a slate, which I personally think is so dorky. I don't like it. But if you ask for a slate and sometimes you need it because you want to see the whole body, you want to just make sure you have their name. And I understand. But if the character is, has an accent or, or you have an accent, but then the character doesn't, do you slate as yourself or do you slate with the essence of the character? Tricky question. Yeah, I would slate as yourself because I think that's a moment. But a bit, a bit, a bit, you know, if you were going to do an accent and you don't want people to know that you're putting on the accent, maybe put the slate at the end or, you know, have it as a separate attachment sometimes. Do you think that hurts you though? Because a little secret, nobody knows this. Years ago, years ago, 20 plus years ago when I was acting, I had, I was testing for a show and it was a New York character. Okay. Real New York. -y. And I went in with that New York accent. I, lived in it, I left with it, and to the, they still don't even know, they don't even have a New York accent. So sometimes I feel like, 
that you're that you're really enamored with the work and then you go oh wait a second that's not their real voice so now i don't believe well, now, i take it i'm on the opposite i'm like oh that's not their real voice wow that was great they really okay. tricked me like you know okay. that's really awesome okay great. Was, what movie was it that vera formiga did that the director who directed that movie i did a pilot for him he was, i think he was telling me that vera formiga did some movie with where she played a czechoslovakian woman who was sold as a sex slave in, in new york and she had a you know, thick accent and mm-hmm. the whole crew had no idea that she wasn't Czechoslovakian until like halfway through shooting. Then all of a sudden, wait, wait, what happened to your voice? I have to agree. I think- I that- was great. I mean, I love to be fooled because, because if, I, if you don't, then I'm looking, I'm looking to hear the, how the accent is. Mm. You know, if you just come in the way you are, I'm accepting that's the way you are. Yes. What are you your, what are your um, pet peeves? I'm also bad about, by the way, I'm also kind of bad at accents. Like I sort of don't like, uh, that's the one thing I'm like, I can't tell if that's good or not. Like, I'm just. <laughs> so. I'm really bad at accents. I am laughable. Performing them or listening to them? The what? Performing them or listening to them? No, performing them. Oh, I'm okay. not a performer anymore, but like, even if I'm making fun of an accent, you know, oh. it's, I'm just the worst. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Um, but do you have pet peeves because you're not meeting actors in the room? Yes, you just rolled your eyes. So tell us. Well, listen, pet peeves are, you know, listen, all pet peeves are subjective. So it doesn't of go course. for every director. And that's why I'm asking uh, you because each person. Minor, minor, minor props. I just don't like props. I think my, I, I have a very short attention span. Um, and when I see a prop, my attention goes right to the very, um, to the prop. And I. What kind of prop? Like food or. Well, listen, I mean, talk food. I listen, I've in, in the room. And on tape, but in the room, I have everything from a live snake to a real gun <gasps> to food being brought in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I had one guy, literally, it was a dinner scene. He laid out an entire dinner <laughs> on the floor, the drinks and peas and chicken. And I was just like, and I was fascinated. I'm like, okay, how far is this guy going to go with this? That was wow. happening. And I couldn't pay any attention to what he was doing at all. Oh my God. That's so funny. fascinated but- by the bizarre, you know. But, but, but what if it's a dinner, what if it's a dinner scene and you're putting yourself on tape, you're not going in the room. It's very different because you do want to tell the essence, but do you think that's Yeah, too- but you know, I just think it's, it's too much. It's just, again, again, in a self-tape, the idea of any self-tape is to make sure the focus is only on you. Don't let anything take away from the focus of you. Right. That's with your background. For some reason, I've had a lot of people shoot self-tapes in, in the front of a bookcase and I'm automatic. And again, this is just me, but I'm automatically looking at well, what books are they reading? Are they reading? <laughs> that's where my mind's going sometimes. Um, and so anything that sort of distract, even sometimes even like patterns on your shirt. That's why I don't like wardrobe that's lots of patterns because I'm just like, wait, what's going on? Where did they get that shirt? Like, you know, if it stands out, you know, cell phones and, and water bottles are just sort of part of our everyday existence. So they're not as obtrusive yeah. um, as other props. But however, I did have I'm one. Take a actress, sip. There you go. I just had, I had one actress do um, a scene for me and she brought out her water bottle and in the scene she drank it. So she drank it from the water bottle and the, the, the bottle itself was shaped like a flask. It was clear. And I was like, oh, wow, those are really, really cool. I want to ask, can I, I can imagine them mapped out in my refrigerator. I got to need, when she's done, I got to re- remind myself to ask. And all of a sudden I'm lost in that thought. I'm not paying any attention to what she's doing. And it's all because of that water bottle in the shape of the flask. Mm. So you have to be very, very careful because very. you run into idiots like me who have a very short attention span. 
A lot of people do. A lot of people get sidetracked by a lot of things, but I think it's the actor's job. I believe there should be a little bit of behavior, a little bit. Cell phone, water, maybe a piece of li- something that you can have in your hand. Maybe you're writing something, but that tells Yeah, but as long as it's not intrusive, right. If it's incorporated within the scene, incorporated within the character where it's so not intrusive. Yeah. You know, and you know, most actors are smart. I think they can tell the difference. Hopefully. I think so. They're not going to bring out their stake. That's why it's also very important to get into the, how you begin an audition because you have to grab that viewer's attention right off the bat. Yes, tell and us. I can be honest, I, I, any caster that tells you anything different, they're lying. Everybody at some point goes like this. Start the tape and I'm done. I, I know. The opening moment is the most crucial moment. The opening moment is the crucial moment. How are you going to... So that's why I always think everybody should, you know, when you do the self-tapes, you, know, you do it to the one person that you're that's watching it, just don't, you know, you know, make sure you connect with them somehow, some way. Um, it's so important. So, and are you a type of office? Like I've coached so many actors and sometimes they get called in or they have to put themselves on tape. It's one scene, which I'm, that's great. Show the essence. But sometimes there's like four long detailed scenes, which first of all, they don't have enough time to work on. Secondly, they're still on the, on the page and then they're feeling rushed. How many cast do you watch all those scenes? If you had, um, so um, many- um, you know, as, as time goes by, you know, when it was not uh, more and more self tapes that come in, the less and less I watch all of them, I'm pretty good about sort of instinctually getting if somebody likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll do is I'll pick out key moments within the tapes or the scenes themselves that I know I want to hit that I want actors to see if they hit, and then I can tell them if they're really like of this character, if they really are the character. So either I'll fast forward to it or, you know, if it comes like, you know, a minute into the scene, I'll wait for that, that marker to happen. Um, sometimes it's how they come right in. I can tell right off the bat. I'm like, oh, that. Or, yeah. oh my God, that was really interesting. Um, in, in terms of length of diet, I, I, I'm actually pretty good about giving people time with materials. Mm-hmm. I do think time with material is extremely important. I don't understand this whole idea about, you know, and I've done it. Um, I don't like to do it, but I've done it, but I don't understand it of you know, giving people all these scenes to do for the next day. Like mm-hmm. how, how do you expect people to be good? How do you, how do you expect oh. that? Oh. Um, so usually if I have a lot of scenes, like in this last movie I just cast, we gave people like, you know, at least a week with it. To sort oh, of that's do. incredible. Just because, you know, you want to really get, you really want to, because it's self-tapes, you really want to start weeding through the people that are really right yeah. for it or not. And that's a be- that's good way that's- to Let's talk about this movie you just cast. Can you okay. tell us about it? And uh, then you cast I that. I think I can. It was, uh, it was a, a Christmas movie, but it was a Christmas movie with um, LGBTQIA lead characters, two men. Um, and it was a bigger budget for a bigger studio. Vi- I can say Viacom, I guess Viacom, yes. Okay. Because you know. <laughs> the official press release is not out yet. Oh, then we can't um, say the name. But yes. I won't say the name of it, but it was um, it was a much more grittier sort of indie feel kind of mm. um, Chris, uh, Christmas movie that they're gonna. And did you do when you when you're looking for roles, are you looking for name your people first, or you do oh, yeah. open it up? Of course, of course. I mean, I you do open it up because you never know what you're gonna get, so you yes. know, you know if the name's gonna take it. Um, actors have to understand that yes, especially if leads of movies most producers and their studios are, are going to want the name of your people because that sort of guarantees them at least 
maybe more accessibility, people, more people will take note of it. Maybe more people will see it. It's not a guarantee. It's not a set rule, but it, that's a possibility. So they're going to take that chance, especially now when there's so many avenues of, of viewing material now. And, and, and <sighs> so if you can get a name, the better. However, I don't, right off the bat, I'm also looking for just good actors as well, because you never know. You never know. I've gotten to be before that, you know, the day before production, all of a sudden somebody pulled out I don't lead actors. I can actually say it. I don't really care. Um, I did a movie years and years and years ago called Till the End of Time. Um, that was the first major movie about Georgia O'Keeffe. And hmm. Linda Fiorentino was uh, was going to be um, Georgia oh. O'Keeffe. And she was attached to the very, you know, nice director, a little snooty, but nice director named Mar- or whatever his name was. Um, and anyway, because she had done a movie with him, they got these things. And it was then I got Ben Kingsley to pay, play Alfred Stiglitz. And it was a whole big thing. And like, I get a call. We were supposed to start on Tuesday in Chicago. I get a call on a Saturday. I'm at Santa Anita racetrack with my father. <gasps> and they say, we have to replace, we have to replace Linda. I'm like, Linda who? They're oh. like, Linda, Linda. I'm like, you mean the lead of the movie? Oh They're like, God. yeah. Can you get somebody up here by Tuesday? I'm like, you're not going to get, well, what about Holly Hunter? You're not going to get Holly Hunter to sort of drop whatever she's doing on a Saturday and get on a plane on a Monday. And it's just way to ruin your day at the racetrack. Right, 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 right. She just, she disappeared. She pulled out. Wow. And just, they couldn't find her for like two weeks. What did you do? What did she do? Now, what did you do? How did you get the Well, we just tried again. But then by the, but by the time that we, we had a push and we had a push at least by that time, like two or three weeks at least. And then by that time, Ben couldn't do it because he had a very tight schedule and then he pulled out when he figured that that was gone. And then the Germans were like, it was German money. And they were like, ah, forget this whole thing. The whole thing fell apart. That's so upsetting. So when you have a uh, indie film or a a big budget film, so you get the script and you're giving actors a week, how many weeks of casting time do you actually have before the shooting usually? Depends on my deal. Depends on yeah. how much I love a project. You know, I just I did a um, I did a movie that's at the Toronto Film Festival right now. It was well, okay. that's right. the slip. Uh, it's a great indie movie called to, Like a House on Fire about postpartum depression, and it was an amazing lead character, and it was mm-hmm. just you know so rich. And I knew that it was going to because there was some particulars of the film and how much it was going to take out of actresses and you know a lot of actresses are afraid to go down that road because it's, mm-hmm. sometimes it's personal for them mm-hmm. um and i knew it was going to be a while it wasn't and they really needed help and guidance and casting the lead mm-hmm. it wasn't like this so um i stayed on that movie a long time oh well just well, for like i started that at like in october september october and they didn't start shooting until june wow wow because I knew, and listen, it's not, it wasn't like I was working on it every day. It was like, oh, I'm in an offer, you know, this day we wait for that person, they pass, and we go on to the next person. So it's not like a lot of work, but it's, it's a lot, it was a lot of massaging in a very good way and creative conversations wow. with the director about direction and whatnot, and who, and educating him on actresses and whatnot. So. But that's nice. Do you feel like there's a difference of pressure when you're casting film? versus television there, there's so much more pressure in the pacing of television yeah but i enjoyed that as well i mean i i i enjoyed doing both and i was lucky that in my career when i started the first 
my first big year, my first year, actually, well, I'm just thinking, I don't count the first year with a bad cable show, but like my first year of casting was uh, Roswell. Um, I got that, the original Roswell on that same year, I had two films go to Sundance. So I was lucky enough, even back when there was really no crossover that I was, I'd done, got success early on in both film and television. So I had the ability to sort of do both. And I always was very, very conscious about doing both. Even when I was doing like two or three TV shows at the same time, mm-hmm. I always did indie, indie films, always. And I don't care if they pay me at that point, where there's no union, if they pay me like a thousand, I was like, I got this money coming in from there. I don't, because I think that indie films at that time, is, it's unfortunately fallen off a little bit by the wayside, but we're sort of the lifeblood of really, really cool actors and, and, and really just sort of finding some really amazing talent. Do you think it's changed for indies? Because it feels like oh, there's- yeah, I, I think yeah, the indie film, in the film market is, is essentially not dead. I mean, I, any films in theaters, just forget it. It's really not going to happen that much. Oh, really? After, well, yeah, forget uh, it. Right now. Now and, you know, who, I mean, because all, again, with the accessibility of all these streaming services, I mean, what was the last time you really sort of, most people got in the car and drove to a movie theater to see like, you know, uh, uh, you know, 2 million heavy drama. I mean, it's just not going to happen unless you're out, you know, if you're not in LA or New York, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that anymore. I guess I don't know. Well, now with COVID, nothing. But I am. I can't wait for Broadway theater and theater to come back. I live for it. It's delicious for I me. Love you. It's one thing I never, ever, ever theater. I do not get. I can't go. I get. I respect the talent and I get it. But that's 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 so not me. But I mean, Michael, right now. Wait. If one theater comes back. I am taking you to some good theater and I'm going to change. I've seen the theater, don't get me wrong. The very first, the very first theater production I ever saw in my entire life was Othello at, at, oh Lincoln, at Lincoln Center with James Earl Jones. Um, Amazing. Diane Weiss and Christopher Plummer. Ah. So where am I going after that? You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do? I'm not going to go, you know, I mean, you know. I'm a sucker for a musical, so no, I, no, no, you're not going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody go do theater. It's fantastic. It, I think it really, you know, invigorates. I get it. I see where why sort of actors always come from that arena because it really does translate to sort of wealth and technique and all that stuff. I get it. Oh, I understand it. it. I just don't want to watch it. I'm so sad you said that because yeah. I am a sucker for a musical. I have so many clients on Broadway or who have been That's on great. Broadway. No, listen, God bless. I think, hey, and I, I, I hope, uh, you know, I mean, I get really scared that it hopefully comes back and, and comes back, you know, and, you know, like a tidal wave because it's. Well, it's I do think it's going to come back. I think everything's going to come back like a tidal wave because we were unaware of how. Uh, simple and wonderful our lives were and all the fun things we got to do and now we don't get to do it so when it comes back I think it's the inspiration that we feel that we want to get from them I think it's going to come back so much it might take a while but yes for sure well I I I actually share that sort of vision but I do think it's going to take a while yes Um, and I think it's a good way to for actors to sort of take the time to sort of get, like you said, get to know themselves, get to know their relationships with other people and their connections and use that and really, really, you know, hone their abilities and really, really work on themselves in the craft. I think it's- Which think leads it's- me to give some advice to actors out there that are just starting out or that are pursuing it now during COVID and feel alone and isolated. How do we reach you and give us some advice, some positive reinforcement, please? Um, how do they reach me specifically? Well, if they want to connect with you, are you open um, to that? I'm actually, you know, listen, 
first of all, the, the connection that is that I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on Instagram for some reason. I think social media, I know people sort of hate it, but I think social media is actually a really good tool. It's, it, it's sort of replaced the, it's sort of the modern day postcard, you know, yeah. we send out postcards. You know, I never, ever, ever look on social media for a role. I'm never like, oh, I got to find something. Else. It never happens. But because I'm on it, mm. I sometimes get reminded of an actor. I'm like, oh my God, what about so-and-so for that role? That's a good idea. Yes. And so it just makes you sort of accessible and ability. And I expect actors to contact me and ask, you know, ask to follow me because you're acting. I'm a cast director. I get it. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. What's um, your Instagram handle? Let us know right now. Uh, so everyone... Michael Testa casting is oh. one. And then I have a personal one, Michael Testa, Michael Testa eight. I may not accept you on that one as, as much, but it's, I, I don't mind. Again, but I, I, do think, I, th I agree with what you say about uh, Instagram and the connection. Cause there's so much information they can get about you. Plus, plus um, you can, right. you can, but, uh, but, see right. Absolutely. But you bring up a great point as an actor too, then you have to also be careful about what you put on there because yeah. that is your calling card. That is representation of who you are. I always use the adage. If you, if you post every single day of you and of, of yourself and you're in a pink shirt every single day, my impression is that all you own is a pink shirt. So all of a sudden <laughs> you're the actress with the pink shirt. I don't know otherwise. So yeah, you, know otherwise. Why, you know, it's, it's, listen, you, you know, this is better than anybody. I mean, and, you know, because we've been in this for so long. Perception is reality in this business. Mm. It is. Um, as much as you want, perception is reality. And you can... I agree. You know, I agree. You can, I think you it's... can manipulate your perception. And I hate the word manipulate. It sounds bad, but you can give out the impression that you want on social media. And it's also important for actors, if you're going to be on there or not, to have a message, to have a platform of some something that you believe in to have that message, it can't only be about yourself because I'm sure if you see actors- No, it can't only be about yourself, but you have to be careful too, I think with the whole message thing, and I get it, and you don't want to express opinions. Doesn't have to be political. Right, whatever it is. But understand too, because you have a platform that's going out to a wide, vast audience, not everybody's going to get it. And it's the same thing in terms of casting. Not every casting director is going to get you as an actor. They're just not. Right. You know, and I think it's, it's important to have your essence come through, what you believe in come through. Like it doesn't, I'm not talking about politics. I'm thinking about a bigger, right. A bigger right. Right. right, right. And as we understand, like everything has, again, perception is reality. You, you have a way to sort yes. of make sure you put yourself out there. So you have to sort of, you know, you have to, you, you have to be careful, but I do also think that you have to sort of, I personally believe it's gotta be any, whatever message you put out there, as long as it's positive, I just, I just think there's so much negative stuff going on in the world now with everything that it's just, it all becomes, to me, it becomes like air pollution. I always feel like every time I see a negative post from somebody about whatever it is, oh. um, I always go like, oh, you just, you just, you just lit a, a bomb of blue smoke up in the air. Now it's in the yes. Absolutely. Everything you post has to come from a positive standpoint. 1,000 million percent. What else can actors be doing out there to keep messing um, up? I, I also I think it's a great it's a great way to sort of perfect yourself tapes to make sure they're they're good quality you know get your, get your lighting together get your sound together where you're shooting it on your background I always I always think and, and I'm not at all trying to undercut these classes at all because these are all good classes I know some of the people here and I've done it before and this everybody's really on top of the game but I've also been on the side teaching some other things and what I, one of the things I always teach is you know get yourself some wardrobe get yourself. You know, get your wardrobe drawer ready to go. Know, you know what looks good on you because now 
it's really super important for actors not only to think of as actors, but you got to think of as, as as cinematographers now. You have to think as wardrobe people. You have to think about as producers, and directors, and cast directors because you don't have them in the room with you giving you direction. So it's mm-hmm. it's way important for you to open up your eyes to all aspects of what this medium, um, mm-hmm. all aspects of what it, what it, what it takes to make this medium come come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you do in terms of being like a costume designer, know what colors work good on you, you know, and know how it reflects in the background that you do have because it can make a difference. It's not gonna make a break saying, oh, I'm not gonna give that person because she's got on a red shirt. It doesn't work that way. But you, all of a sudden that red shirt can brighten up a scene. And if it's a sort of a brighter comedic scene, it, it lifts, visually lifts whoever's watching their spirits. It's little things like that that you sort of have to sort of now take into account because of self-tapes. But I would, I would use this time to get that all down and straighten your head. Mm. So if you do have an audition for you know, a lawyer, you go right to your wardrobe drawer for self-tapes and go, okay, this jacket works really well. I mean, I'm going to put this on and I look really, you know, high powered and, you know, powerful in this, you know, whatever. So. So having the essence though, I don't, I don't like, don't go out and get a doctor's. No, 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 God, no, no, no. I'm not at all (laughs) saying that I have to get essence something, you know, but you know, better than anybody, you know, you have a t-shirt on, you throw a sports jacket over that. All of a sudden you have a different impression. Now, all of a sudden I can be thought of more as a lawyer than just a t-shirt i think what you're saying here is to be prepared because it's so much last minute to learn the text that if you have your other stuff it's you're calmer and being calm and focused and being able to breathe through it alleviates another energy of tension that you don't want to have again use it all sparingly please do not go out and get a doctor's a lab coat or anything like that. Because again, me, I'm like, where do you get a lab coat? And they had a real <laughs> it takes you out. Although I will tell you one time when I was doing cold case, we were doing, we did an episode about 60 stewardesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in that day, stewardesses and pilots were like considered elite. They were the, the uh, really, you know, high class kind of people always wanted to be them. And I had a pre-read and she came in with, she went out to a, a costume shop and bought the actual costume that Zoe Deschanel wore in Almost Famous at the end. Oh. Was, and I looked at her, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it was such the essence of the time period that we were, it, like it worked. It just lifted her like right into that period. Honestly, I'm gonna do something, she wasn't that great. I mean, I didn't love her as an actress, but I wanted the producers to see that, huh. you know, to get an essence, so I called her back. <laughs> it's so interesting. Just wear that costume. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically, you never know. You never know. But I think it is important for actors to know, just give the essence, do yeah, the yeah. work. The work is and most right. And it's the same thing with like, sometimes with movement and you get a, a scene that's a lot of physicality. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, if you're in, a, in the middle of a fight, a fight scene, you don't have to, you know, bring every punch to life. You know, if you give some of the essence of it, the violence of it, like, you know, one little jerk, then you're, then you're done. Then you get yeah. it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. One other positive piece of reinforcement for everybody before we close out. I just love it. You don't lose the love of this. This, yeah. is a, this is a fun job. It is a job, but it's a fun job. You know, I can't tell you how many actors I see on tape and in the room in the past where I, I can just see right off the bat, it's like they don't love being it. They don't love this. Mm-hmm. They don't love the character. They don't love whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And again, perception is reality. And, you know, however you can fake it, fake it. You know, try not to sort of if you're intimidated by a scene, I, I have a lot of actors who sometimes send in self-tapes with a little note. It's like, yeah, it's not as good as I could do, but uh, like, 
And it's like, you're, you don't do that. You have no idea what I'm thinking. You can't control what I think is good or bad. So don't try to. That's right. But I do think that it's, that it's, it's a great period to reinforce and, and reiterate your love for your craft and what you do and um, get to know yourself, positive, uh, positive energy to get to know yourself, you know, and also you get to know other craft. Also too, another thing, I think positive thing to do, I think a very important thing is, is get to know different genres of, of material, romantic mm-hmm. comedies and, and, and TV shows because everything is different. Half hour, single cam, multi-cam, Get to know the difference because when you go in addition for this, knowing that difference and knowing the subtle ways to enhance what you do to fit whatever you're, you're auditioning for is extremely important. I can't tell you how many times like, oh my God, you're really funny for a multi-cam show. We're, we're a single cam. There's a difference to all of it. So train, 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 right. train, train. Of right. course, you know, here at Sherry Shaw Studios, but other whatever works for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely uh-huh. do it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I've, I've, I've auditioned some of your students in the past and it's always, always been pleasant. You get the sense of, like doing this so long, you get a sense of where people are coming from and sort of the quality of, and I always get a sense from your place of, you know, actors are good and well-trained and, you know, just yeah. having a blast too. Thank you so much. And it is true, but you have to know, you ha- it takes time and it takes practice. It takes time. It takes time. And it, it, people think it's so easy to act because the good actors make it look easy because you got to do all the work and then let it go. Well, I always put, I always put it like, say, you're, you know, you're an athlete, you want to go to the Olympics. You know, all the people you see on screen and TVs are made and working, they're, they're, they're in the Olympics. And you don't get there by just sort of like, you know, oh, showing up one day and saying, oh, I could do this. You train every day. Practice, train like an athlete. Michael, thank yes. you so much. I appreciate you. your time so much. Thank and you. it was great getting to know you because I don't even know you. And now I feel like a little bit that I know you. So that's wonderful to me because I'm actually a very social person. I just like... I love the industry for because people in arts are open and available. It's social, yeah, it's a very social. I'm with you. I like I like the whole aspect of it. You yeah, know, meeting people and you know that's one that's one of the pleasures of casting. I get to you know, hopefully yeah. on tape I get to see you know, 30, 40 people a day or yeah. people I didn't know before. Yeah, agreed. Thank yeah. you so much, everybody. Stay courteously aggressive. Train, train, train. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.